Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amber. We started this podcast because running a business can feel lonely at times, like you're on an island. And the truth is you're not. There are so many people out there experiencing the same peaks and valleys that you do. And every week, we'll be interviewing one of them, an inspiring, enduring, and driven business owner just like you. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Today, we welcome Mikey Sheridan. He's the founder of Ace High Coaching, which helps entrepreneurs and business professionals take back control, transform their health, and level up their life through events, masterminds, and retreats. Mikey, we've been looking forward to this. It's great to have you with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I'm super excited to dive into everything and just really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So we met you at Arizona Entrepreneurs. Yep. yep. Which is pretty cool. We meet so many cool people there. And we feel like it's kind of a support group for businesses in some way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a networking opportunity. But it's also like, hey, we're in this together. We're both going through this rough journey called entrepreneurship. And, you know, it's challenging, which is why we have this podcast. You know, we realize that a lot of times business owners, they feel alone and they're on an island. And they need to know that other people are going through the same things that they are. And they also need to feel like they've seen people or they hear stories about people coming on the other side of, of their challenges and overcoming them and conquering them and, and reaching the success that they dream of. So that's why we like to sh share these stories. So for you, we were so intrigued and we want to know, why did you start your business? Oh man, that's such a good question. You know, originally one of the biggest catalysts for me was a shift in realizing my passion. So I had done a couple of businesses before this, a lot in the digital marketing space and, you know, staffing VAs, virtual assistants from Latin America. So I got to work with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and small business owners. And as I kind of went through that journey, you know, business went really well. And I, you know, ended up, I think our group was 161 people, ended up, everyone pretty much came every single week. We were helping businesses scale it at really amazing rates. But I kind of fell out of the passion of doing kind of the same thing over and over and over again with people. And I was also kind of getting my business through going to events and going out with people. And, you know, that kind of becomes cumbersome and even builds a few bad habits, if you will. So I was listening to Atomic Habits on my way to California and I realized, man, I'm, I'm building up some some kind of crappy habits, you know, I'm getting a lot of good business from it, but it's kind of eating away at who I am, what I stand for and what I want to be. And so I ended up in 14 days, pretty much sold my book of business to a mentor who I knew would take care of my current clients and would be able to help the individuals that were coming to me that wanted to work with me from there on out. And then in that span of 14 days, I pretty much launched my biggest retreat yet. I had spoken at quite a few different masterminds and things of that sort and had one myself six months prior to this, just a, a free thing I did to give value to people to see what that was like. And then pretty much just dove straight into events and made a really hard pivot and had my first retreat in, in the jungle. And then after that realized, wow, this is like 
the most amount of impact I can have on people's lives and the community and tribe that's attracted to these types of things is that top 1% and those people who truly want to be better both in life and business and have that congruency. So I just stuck with it. And so now I'm pretty much a year into it and trying to scale it up relatively quickly. So does that answer your question? Yes, yes. And I, I just want to make a note here to everybody. We are going to name this podcast, I Do Events in the Jungle. Just just gotta, I just think that's that's the hook right there, right? Everyone's going to be so intrigued by that. <laughs> but it's awesome. So I'm curious about the client experience with you. So why do you, why do people come to you? What do they feel the problem that you will solve for them? Obviously, you're, you've been successful at this. Just tell me more about that and the client engaging with you. Yeah, absolutely. So as you kind of mentioned earlier, there's, there's kind of an unspoken journey that entrepreneurs go through. And there's almost like a loneliness associated with that. You know, when you work for a big company or like really any company, you have support systems, you have roles and you understand what you need to get done, when you need to have it done by, and you can kind of just work through that. But as an entrepreneur, sometimes you wake up and you're like, dude, what, what am I going to do today? Like I have a billion things I need to get done. Where do I start? And then you typically go down this rabbit hole and you, you know, have these frustrations and, and it gets overwhelming. And then a lot of people quit. A lot of people throw on the towel, they go get their corporate job back or they go work for somebody else and kind of get rid of that passion and that dream. So I was more so looking to build a community and a tribe of people that are willing to go through the roller coaster of entrepreneurship together and to help each other and to build relationships with each other to do things throughout the year together so that they don't feel alone for one, but also two, they have that support system that you would have working at a big company. Does that make sense? Yes. And you're making me think of the word endurance because I was a business owner alone. I was a lonely business owner before Amber came along. And I still think back on that. And I feel really, I feel a lot of empathy for people who are trying to do this thing alone. Not having a business partner was so tough. And on a regular basis, I was asking myself, do I even know what I'm doing? Do it, you know, like it, why am I doing this? Like I, should I quit? I think I should just quit. You know, this whole like, you know, narrative in my head of just like, I think I need to quit. This is not going anywhere. I got to explain to my husband, you know, why I haven't made even close to, you know, minimum wage this month. Last (laughs) month was great, but this month, whoops, you know, and it's just like, that's the roller coaster, as you said, of, of running a business and especially starting a business, being a brand new business owner. And even today, Amber and I being so far along in our business, we're not new business owners anymore but we still do have to have that endurance to get through things that we couldn't have imagined would come into into our world as a challenge. New challenges, new things to learn, new skills to learn, changes in the industry, you know, different people that we have to work with, different types of clients, different personalities. Like it just goes on and on and on, not to mention what you said, waking up every morning and going, oh my gosh, the list of things I have to get done today is insane. Uh, but, but yeah, endurance. And so what I like about what you said is like things throughout the year. 
So like yeah. if I'm enrolled in, you know, the world of Mikey Sheridan, then I, this is something that's going to be, I have some things to look forward to. Absolutely. And, and it's also relationships that I can, that I can develop with people that I come back to, you yeah. know, on a regular basis throughout that year. And so it seems to, to align very well with that fight for endurance in the journey. I think that's really well said. Endurance is, I mean, and you can't get endurance without having coaches, mentors, people, you know, teammates, mm -hmm. you know, to push you to further that endurance every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I love how you talked about the top 1% who get involved with events like this. I remember, and actually I've been involved with a couple of different style of events where I feel like you know so little. It's like, I don't really know what to expect. I just, my friend told me this was good. So I signed up for it. I paid for it. I'm getting on a plane or I'm driving somewhere and I'm doing this thing for a couple of days. And I've done a couple of those. And one of them profoundly changed a lot of the ways that I look at myself. It was like, go to a ranch in California, you hand in your phone, like you have no communication with the outside world for seven days. And they put you through a series of exercises and wildly uncomfortable circumstances, but it's a giant mirror and you really kind of see how you respond in those things. There were a lot of things that it did forever change my behavior. Like there was such a startling moment of insight. Mm -hmm. But I say all of that to say that there are I mean, where these have come from, especially over the last couple of years, now it feels like there's so many of them, you know, even just compared to a couple of years ago. So I guess what makes yours unique, right? Because everybody listening has a predetermined idea of what makes yours, of, of what maybe they experienced before. Well, How is yours unique? Oh, man, I love this. So... It's Mikeyified, if you will. But at, at the root of it, I think it has to do with the pillars of how I set up each and every event that I do. So Ace High Coaching was based on this idea I had one night. It was like one of those wake up, find a pen, and write really fast ideas, mm -hmm. uh, which was the Royal Flush. And that's why I went with Ace High Coaching, because for the Royal Flush, you know, we're all dealt a hand in life and you might have a pair of twos or you might have, you know, a straight, a full house, whatever it is, but you can always improve that hand. And so the, the ace is your mental, physical capacity. The king is your spirituality. The queen is your relationships. The jack is your financial literacy. So understanding how to scale companies, how to invest your money, things of that sort. And then the 10 is your consistencies and disciplines in life. And so the, those are the five pillars that we focus on at every single event, no matter what. And so, for instance, you might go to a retreat for maybe like yoga and breath work and meditation. And that's kind of like the basis of the retreat. But you might go to a retreat for business and that's, you know, you're learning how to scale your company. Or you might go to a retreat to learn how to work out and it's like a boot camp or something like that. Well, what I've done is kind of mold all of those together. So a day to expect at a retreat with me would be something of in the mornings, we're going to do breath work, meditation, yoga, you know, start the day off, maybe a workout, and then we're going to have breakfast. 
And then we do breakout sessions or speaker sessions. So that's where we dive into the nitty gritty, the strategies, you know, the, the SOPs, the KPIs, the details of things. And then in the evening, we'll have some sort of experience. So for the retreat I have coming up, we'll have like a Tamaz call ceremony, which is like a Mayan sweat lodge, or we'll have a cacao ceremony, Tibetan sound healing, and then even like fire dancers or fun things like that. Um, and those experiences are so that you can kind of really build relationships with people and go through different things. And then in the, after that, we have time for community. So it really tries to hit on each key point. And then the entire time you're building those relationships, getting really, really vulnerable with everybody. And that's another thing to expect too. I'm going to ask you the tough questions and I'm going to make you open up to people you you don't know, which as we know is pretty tough to do sometimes. Uh, so I think that to circle back from land playing, the biggest difference is the accumulation of hitting all areas of life, because as a business owner, I believe you shouldn't just work on your business every day. You know, it's, you should be working on your physical health, your mental health. You should be working on your relationships. You should be then working on your business. You should be working on your spirituality. So if I'm trying to teach you how to do those things and I just teach you how to work on your business, then I'm not really helping you. But if I show you how to operate on a daily basis, how to start to put these consistencies and disciplines to formulate something that betters you in every single way each and every day, then when you leave the event or retreat, you can go home and start to apply and you know what a day like that feels like. So does that answer your question? Sure, it does. And I love it because I think we all, especially as we have calendars where we'll put in 40, 50, 60 hours a week, hours of work in, in a week, the thing we're all asking ourselves in the back of our mind is, but wait, am I going to end up being that person who is wildly successful in business, but a failure in my relationship or a failure with just how I'm doing internally from a spiritual perspective? Even simple things as far as just making sure I still call my parents enough, you know, and make the time for the phone call to call my parents who are states away from me. I think that's the thing about just striving for balance. So I love that it's so focused on this very holistic version of yourself because you may excel in one area, but in the end of the, at the end of the day, if you excel in one, but you've sacrificed another, it's not going to, it's not a promised land. Right. It, it's, it's not, it's not going to be. And then you look back and you're like, what was it all for? And what yeah. did I, what did I trade for that? Or what did I sacrifice for that? Yeah. So why are you so passionate about this? It just exudes off of you. And did you say Mikey Fied? Yeah, Mikey Fied. Okay. All right. So please trademark that if you haven't already. <laughs> we need to see an R behind that next time we see it in print. And you are a vibe. You know, when we first met you at the event, well, we thought we'd seen you on social media and then you're kind of unmistakably. And so Kristen goes, hey, we know that guy. We follow him on social media. And so we ended up striking up the conversation with you and then you hooked us with the, I do, you know, I do events in the jungle thing that, that, that got us off the bat, but it was just immediate, even from that first conversation, how fully invested you are in this, meaning the way that you talk about it, the energy that you bring to it, 
Why are you so passionate about this? Well, first off, thank you so much. That's really kind of you to say. But I think I think it comes down to having been in those really dark moments myself, but also to have you ever like helped somebody in a way and then they maybe weeks later, months later, let you know how that radically changed their life and what that did for them? For sure. I've had a lot of those moments, fortunately, in my life. And the feeling I get from knowing that I have a purpose and I have made a difference and a positive impact on someone's life, it's, you can't beat it. And the opportunity for impact and change when you take people out of their element and out of their comfortability and you help them look in the mirror, like you talked about earlier, and then you see the transformation and you see them take off and you know their life is better, you know they're happier. And, and it's not a perfect, you're, you're, you're never gonna go through anything hard again, but it's knowing that they're more equipped to go through harder things and do it more efficiently. And then also too, that there's a ripple effect to that. And once you change that person's life, even in the smallest way, they're mm-hmm. going to carry that and go change somebody else's because of what you did for them. So I, I think that's probably the biggest why. For me. I, I, I love helping people and I wanted to say in a different way than that because it's pretty cliche and vague. But, you know, having that impact and then having that come back to you in the form of, a, you know, gratitude is just like, okay, that was it. That's why I'm here. Like, yes, yeah. thank you, God. I really appreciate that. And yeah, and I, I feed off of it a lot. Yeah. I, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And like I said, you sense it right away around you. And Chris and I are over here as you're talking, we're like nodding like the church choir. We're like, yes, yes. I see both of our heads nodding. All of that being said, all of the good side of everything you just talked about, what's been the hardest part of this business for you so far? And how did you overcome it? And I just want to, I want to say, like, I actually just wrote this down, but like, you love that you get to make people more, or you feel like they're more equipped to go through the hard things. That's so, just like so simple, but so profound, mm-hmm. more equipped to go through the hard things. Cause guess what? The hard things are coming. They're all, they're always going to come. They'll be Everybody. there. Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes some days are worse than others. Right. Absolutely. But that's the key. And I think maybe a lot of us, especially in our earlier years of, of, be, of adulthood, we don't realize that it's really all about equipping yourself for what's coming, yeah. being ready and having the tools within you for what's coming because it's inevitably coming. And when you're younger, you're just like, now everything's fine. I'm just cruising along and life is great and I'm just going to have fun, you know, and that's it. So I think that definitely segues perfectly into Amber's question. Well, now I got something to add to that, though. I just remember being in my young 20s and thinking about all of the difficult things I'd had to go through and thinking, why did this have to go through me, right? A bit of a victim mentality. Why did I have to go through this? You know, and and clearly if if I make these changes, then I don't have to go through any more hard things. And then you quickly age out of that mindset and say, oh, no, exactly that. The hard things are coming. The hard things are coming. But what have I done to prepare myself? But all of that being said, I think this is a really good question for 
the guy who teaches people how to fortify themselves when you encounter a challenge. So what? how did you overcome a difficult part of this so far? Yeah, I would say the hardest thing has been working with people. You know, like at the end of the day, everybody's different. Um, and very, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm just going to say it, but like when you're so willing to help people and want to help people so bad, you get taken advantage of very easily as well. So I think having had very good outlooks on certain individuals to then have them do very not nice things to me has been the hardest thing. You know, I've been swindled out of a lot of money. I've been lied to. I've, you know, had people go to events and like have beautiful transformations and charge back money. And so it's like, the little things that you just never expect, you know, that just you had such a high expectation and it was just absolutely lowballed. That's been the hardest for me. So, you know, and also working with event coordinators and other coaches and other like speakers and helping them align with the vision of what I have can be very, very tough as well. How so? so? Can you give us an example? Yeah. So, uh, you know, for say, going to the jungle where you have a lot of, I would say right and left brain thinking, and someone just wants to stick to the kind of logical side of things and they don't want to buy into having the holistic approach and they kind of see themselves in that and just gun on that and kind of disregard the approach that I'm trying to teach. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of friction there. And it just, at that point, people check out. And when people check out at an event or a retreat or something like that, it's really hard to get them back into it to buy in again because they, they maybe feel like they're wasting their time. Mm -hmm. uh, so you and you guys talk about having a vibe. You know, the people that you let come to your events and retreats mm -hmm. is very, very important. You know, I have a, pretty stringent way of making sure people are a good fit before I let them come. But same with speakers, same with event coordinators, same with sponsors, even, you know, you want to make sure that you're in direct alignment, because if you're not, it's like you have a car that everything is perfectly put together, except for there's no ignition switch. So no matter how great everything is around it, well, if you don't have that ignition switch, then you're not going anywhere. So yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I just want to have one quick follow-up question. How do you, when you have those experiences happen to you, how do you have that not erode your commitment to the overall objective? Like how do you reconcile that in your brain? You know, internally and inspired, we always say bless and release. You know, yeah. it's, this act, it's this active, conscious decision to react to something in a way that's like, I don't wish you harm, but I am now officially letting this go. I'm not going to let this continue to take from me because there are, whether it's a, whatever the situation is, there's just times where you need to say, but what's your process? Or is it something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, because as the leader of this, you have this energy and this inspiration and this mo motivation. Like, how do you not, if you have two or three bad clients in a row, 
And again, like that's, I think in every business style out there, you just have a, a couple of bad experiences and it makes all of us go, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard for people to get treated this way? Yeah. I would say taking a step back. That's like the first most important thing. So you don't react and you respond. And, you know, there's the kind of short answer of take a deep breath. And like, if you need to address something right away, okay, think about what do you want out of this? Like, what, is, what do you really want out of this? And how do you get there? And kind of thinking through, it's almost like lead and lag goals. Have you guys heard of those? So like a lag goal is making 100K a month. And then your lead goals is I need to make a thousand calls. I need to send 500 text messages. I need, and so you have your kind of lead goals get you to your lag goals. So in a situation where maybe I need to re respond relatively quickly, I'm at an event, I have someone with a really bad attitude or just something weird. Okay, I need to take a step back. Think, okay, I want this to be a good vibe. I want this community to be happy. And how do I get there? I don't. I don't need to make this person feel wrong. I don't need to address them sternly. I need to make them open up and feel comfortable with having this conversation with me and then help them, you know, kind of guide them to where I want them to go. But if it's something where it's, I have a little bit more time to deal with it, I turn a lot to hot and cold therapy and in meditation. Like that's probably my biggest X factor in my life because when I do, for instance, an ice bath, I can't, I mean, you, you could, but most of the time when I get in, I'm focused on my breath and I'm, my mind clears, my emotions regulate my, you know, I kind of let go of everything else and I have a deep focus. And then I think also to intense adrenaline things for me, like surfing, snowboarding, that kind of stuff. Because again, it puts me in a position where if I'm paddling out into eight to 10 foot surf, like I'm surviving. That is, I'm just, that's all I can focus on. So I like to do things that take my attention away from everything else. Because then when I go back to it, when I get out of the water, or when I get off the mountain or when I get out of the ice bath, I'm like, okay, whoa, I don't have these like negative intrusive emotions just totally. digging at me. Yeah. I'm reset and now it, maybe it's not so much of a big deal. And now I'm going to go deal with it in this way. Mm -hmm. uh, but long story short, the, I think the, the two things that I would say is taking a step back, if you have first fun quickly, taking that deep breath and really being real with yourself, what you want out of the situation. And then if you have more time to, to kind of deal with something, doing things that completely shut off your mind to the outside Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. I love that practical application. There's a noticeable difference in my ability to handle stressful situations on mornings I ride versus mornings I don't. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. She means mountain biking. Yeah. yeah or, road, been, or road bike, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been um, watching a lot of her stuff. A, she doesn't have a motorcycle. Or a donkey. I wanted to clarify. It could have been a camel. <laughs> too. Could have been a camel. Could have been, been a donkey. Camel. I could see you having a camel. I'm not going to lie. I mean, with the I would have a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, listening to you, Mikey, it's very apparent how self-aware you are. And I almost feel like that might be your greatest gift, you know, of how you can be so successful or be so well-equipped to help others is because of your awareness of yourself 
and you're processing through your own journey and having experienced certain things and having worked through certain things, obviously that's what makes us best equipped to be there for somebody else is if we've walked that same journey of whatever it is that they're going through. So very curious at this point, what or who inspires you? How did, did all of this build within you and, and, and what inspires you to keep going with it? Man, I would say, I mean, my first and biggest inspiration is God. I'm a big time Christian and it doesn't mean I, I disregard any other beliefs or anything of that, but that's just my, my heart and my soul is just deep into that. In fact, I have Jesus right here. Too. But also too, I've been so very blessed with um, amazing parents. So my, my mom, she's just, she's like, like a world renowned general surgeon who's been a dean of a med school, who is now CEO of the College of Osteopathic Surgeons. But she's this five foot two little blonde, kind of like, like her energy is just kind of bubbly, like, and you would just never expect this like fierce, hardworking, just absolute blonde tsunami. And, and she comes from six kids, lost her dad. And when she was 17, worked hard her entire life. And I mean, when she goes at something, she is just full tilt. And then on the flip side of that, my dad, he's incredible as well. I mean, he, 17, went to Vietnam. He comes from a, a family of six as well and grew up just outside of Detroit, single mother, you know, really bad father experience. And so he went to Vietnam and then he came back and was a police officer. Then he went to law school. He was an appointee to the U.S. Attorney General's office. Then he opened his own practice. And so both of them just worked very hard to be very successful. But amidst that, they're the most selfless people I've ever met in my life. The only thing they care about is how much can I do for others? Like whether it's youth groups for kids or it's, you know, their boys, me and my brothers, they, they never buy anything for themselves. They never do anything for themselves. They just give, give, give. And they try and teach as much as they possibly can. And I think that's probably where this all stems from for me, as I've experienced so many hands up in life because of them that I want to give that to others. But yeah, I mean, th those two, and I, I do have some other mentors as well. One guy I would like to mention, his name's Jake Simonton. He had an office next to my dad when I was growing up. And when I was 12 years old, my dad said, go ask him to be your mentor. And I would go over with a notebook and a you know pad of paper and I would go in his office and I would ask him questions. And I would just consistently, just all the time, go see Jake. And then I continued that throughout college. And at that time, he had just started a customs home business. It's actually here in Arizona. That's called Starwood Custom Homes. And now it's very, very successful. And, you know, he was just very frank with like, make as many mistakes as fast as you can and surround yourself with the smartest people all the time. And he's been somebody that I can call anytime be like, Jake, man, I, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And now he's running companies that are producing over 250 million in revenue a year. So 
he's somebody I, I lean on a lot, especially when it comes down to the strategies of business. But yeah, those three, I would say, are my my biggest mentors and inspirations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's so. awesome. Well, I want to say yay for awesome parents. You right. know, I know it's not easy, but, and and obviously your dad turned out just fine. And you said he didn't necessarily have the most awesome experience in that area, but, but then he became an, an awesome dad, you know? And yeah. so yay for awesome parents. I'm always excited to hear like when you, oh, who inspires you? Cause you're inspiring me right now. And they're like, my parents, you know, but that's not always the answer, you know, that's no. definitely not always the answer. And so, you know, yay for mentors. Uh, yeah. Especially if you didn't have the parents situation working out well for you, uh, but mentors like older people who are willing to pour into younger people and show them the way and give them advice so that they don't have to, you know, maybe they fall on their face a few less times than they did. You know, it's it's good. And it's like you said, giving, it just gives you this feeling that you, when you make an impact on somebody's life or have that opportunity it's, it's not, it's like nothing else, you know? So you saw that that was modeled for you. So that's really awesome. So yay for the people who have inspired you and yay for you for doing this and for sticking to it and for pouring into other people. And even though you've been treated like crap a couple of times, <laughs> maybe more than a couple of times, we get it. We've been through that as well. And it's tough. It does. And it's like, it's a, it's a beat down, you know, on your day or your week or, you know, sometimes it lasts a little longer. But once you've gone through a couple of those, right, you, you start to, okay, I got a little bit of a thicker skin, you know, and like, all right, I can take this, I can deal with this, or I know where this is coming from. And I love that you have the tools, you know, in here and in here to be able to navigate through that for yourself and move forward and then teach that to other people. So, so awesome having you on our podcast. Like we, we're so excited to share this with everybody else. Again, it is lonely being an entrepreneur and just being able to be on here and talk to people and let them listen to this while they make their breakfast or drive to work or whatever it is. This this is a gift. So thank you for giving us your time and and being on our podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me and I really appreciate it. And I, I'm just I'm inspired. You know, I I love that you guys take this time to find people and dig out information that's going to help people on their journey. And I just, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and I want to encourage the listeners right now to go ask people to be their mentors and just to put themselves out there and, and ask for that from people because I think they'll be surprised to find out that there's a lot of people out there that are really amazing and really want to help. And it can be a lifeline in this entrepreneurship term. So. Yep. Love it. Thanks, Mikey. Absolutely. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as we did? If you did, make sure you hit the plus sign or follow button so you don't miss our next episode. Today is the best day to go out there and grow your business. So go kill it. And we'll see you next time.